this evening as we ponder that incredible good news of great joy that the angel shared with the shepherds, the vision of the Christ child that they saw, we take time to remember that God's glory breaks into our story. God's glory breaks into our story, and God longs to break into the story of your life tonight. We spend this whole season getting ready for Christmas with all the buildup of all the commercials, all the, the Christmas movies. If you're like our household, you, you have to map out which Christmas movies you start right after November, and the very special ones you save until the week of Christmas. And all of the, the preparing for the meals and all of the shopping and the gifts and just getting the right presents and wrapping and all of the parties and all the get-togethers and all the time that we spend building up to tonight. And the birth of Jesus comes to us with two very simple, common verses of Scripture. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and lied him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. See, all of Scripture up until this point has been leading up to the birth of Jesus, the promise of Jesus to come and restore, to put the world right, to make everything better, to be the Messiah, to save His people. And creation itself has been groaning in waiting in anticipation for this day. And when God chooses to tell Luke how to write this, this amazing, earth-shattering, history-changing event, the way that Luke says it is just so matter-of-fact, so calm, so basic. The time came... Mary gave birth, put him in a manger. And yet, I don't want you to miss how intimate of an expression this is. That the creator of the world has entered into, broken into his own creation in such a vulnerable way. I mean, there, there is nothing more vulnerable than a human baby. I mean, for crying out loud, other animals that give birth to babies, they're like already ready to start walking and hunting immediately after born. But a, a human baby is about as fragile and vulnerable as God could choose to humble himself to be. And he's born in a humble setting and laid in a manger. It's a, he has this incredible purpose to redeem and save the world. But he doesn't come in a way that you would expect this conquering hero to come. Just calmly and quietly, he enters into his creation. Now, the news of this event is so truly good that the angels themselves have to announce what has just happened because the world's missed it. Right? The world is just living in its own busy, hectic craziness, and they missed it, and the angels have to bring it to the attention of somebody, and it's an odd somebody that they bring it to attention of. Not rulers or kings, but common shepherds, and, and shepherds were not the type of people you'd like to spend time with. They were stinky and smelly, and 
just used to being outsiders. But the angels break in with the glory of God into the shepherds' lives. It's just a regular everyday evening. They're doing the regular everyday things that shepherds typically do at night. And at nighttime, you have to keep a special watch because nighttime in the cover of darkness is where bad things can happen to your sheep. When, where natural predators of the sheep come to attack, when thieves come to steal, kill, and destroy. And so that's when they're on high alert. And it's just a regular everyday existence for them until an angel pierces into the darkness of their world and lights up the sky with this message that is almost too good to be true. And then the text says, it says that they were, they were afraid. And it's not just like a little afraid. It said they have a great fear. The Greek word is mega fear, mega phobos, mega fear. They were incredibly shocked and afraid. And like every angel that's ever appeared to anybody written and recorded in Scripture, the first word the angel said is, do not be afraid. And he says this because anytime a, a sinful, fallen, broken human being is in the full presence of God, it is petrifying. And so this angel says, do not be afraid, for behold, I have the best news that you have ever heard in your entire life. I have news that will change everything. This is such good news, it will infuse your life with a joy that you have never encountered before. And so we have these shepherds who are just going through their regular, everyday, mundane life and the glory of God breaks into their story, and it changes everything. They become overwhelmed with joy over the hope that maybe what the angel said is actually true, that this Savior, this Messiah that they've been waiting generations and millennia for has finally come. They hear the message of the angel, and they believe, and it moves in them to do something unusual. They leave their sheep, and they go see to look for this sign that the angels told him to look for, this baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger? It's strange news. And so they drop everything and they rush to go see this baby. And, and it blows their mind that exactly what the angel said is exactly what they end up seeing. They see this baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger and they worship him. And they see his, his mom and his, his dad, and they, they just are filled with so much joy that they leave, and they tell everybody that they know. They go back to regular everyday life, but changed. Because you see, when God's glory breaks into your story, it changes you. And then we have Mary. Mary's life is it's complicated. You know, today's life, if you have uh, a pregnancy without a marriage, that's scandalous. But back then, it was beyond scandalous. It was, it was punishable by death. And it's hard to imagine what kind of rumors and, and, and words and thoughts and sideways glances Mary would have been putting up with for the last nine months. And now... Now to complicate things further, there's this whole tax situation. 
And before they're taxed, they have to be counted in this census. And so they have to travel from Nazareth, which is the the north part of Israel, down to Bethlehem, which is in the southern part of Israel. And it's about an 80-mile trek. And if you're healthy and in good shape and can make a walk about 20 miles a day, you're looking at four days. This is not pregnant. And in the midst of this journey, everybody else is going from the north down to the south and What kind of whispers and leers and sideways glances is Mary putting up with this entire time as she's going because she's pregnant with no husband? She knows. Her faithful betrothed fiancé, Joseph, knows. But no one else does. And so they get there, and Joseph, like me, probably didn't make arrangements ahead of time. He didn't like Airbnb Bethlehem. He just shows up because everybody else is going to Bethlehem. There's got to be space. No space. Bethlehem's a small, small city. And so they find themselves in a a barn kind of setting. And this baby, the only place they have to lay him down for a bed is this manger had a friend send me uh, this past week a meme, because all theological thoughts come from a meme. And I had a picture of a manger, and it said at the bottom, world's first king-size bed. <laughs> That's perfect. It was a bed fit for a king. And their evening, Mary's evening, is interrupted from just nice peaceful experience of giving birth to the Son of God, and a bunch of mangy shepherds wander in, and they worship, and they tell Mary about what the angels had said, and they they worship Mary's baby. And I have to wonder, were these the very first people that saw Jesus that, that didn't care that Mary was not married, but worshiped and honored Jesus. And as the shepherds go in their joy, Mary gathers together all of these occurrences from the past nine months, from the angel Gabriel telling her what would be happening to her, the journey, the looks, the stares, the, the, the jeers, and the birth. And these total strangers coming in and worshiping her baby. She treasures all of these things and ponders about them. She holds them close. See, God's glory broke into Mary's story, and it changed her life forever. God's glory tonight wants to break into your story. What is your story? And where are you tonight? If we were to, to, to do a poll throughout the room, I know that there would be a wide variety of responses, right? All the way from just pure joy and exhilaration and excitement for, for what they got their loved one for Christmas or what they are hoping they got for Christmas or just the fact that it's Christmas and everybody's nicer at Christmas and, or it's just, just an amazing night where we celebrate and worship 
a ridiculously gracious God who gives us the most extravagant gift of life, forgiveness, and salvation. And then you have the other polar opposite, right? There's some of you here tonight that this is your first Christmas without a loved one. Or where the future's not secure. And there's a lot of darkness in your world. And maybe you're hungry. Hungry for a change to happen. Longing for something good. Longing for good news. You know, this world is filled with horrible news. I mean, just turn the TV on, listen to the radio. There is horrible news left and right. Now, fortunately, most of that horrible, rotten news really doesn't impact our day-to-day lives all that much. It really doesn't. Right? It doesn't change what I encountered today. But today, God wants to break into your life. And the news that He has to share with you is so incredible and amazing and good. Like, good news. Like, now we say the word good, and good isn't like the, the top, right? Good is like, it's close. It's, it's good. It's not bad. It's good. But it's not great or superb or spectacular. It's just good. But in Scripture, when you have something that's said is good, it is not just okay. It is perfect. Right? When God created the world and He steps back, He said it is very good. And when the angels say, we have news for you that is good, it is news for you that you have been waiting for. And if you are in a place tonight where you are hungry for God to break in with His glory into your story, then I have good news for you. Because His Son, Jesus Christ, has been born. And this is old news. Right? This is 2,000-year-old news. Jesus is born. But it is very true. It is very real, and it is a historical fact. And God longs to break into your life with His glory. And here's how that works. Right? God breaks into His glory, breaks into your everyday world, just like the shepherds out in the fields, just your everyday boring life. He breaks into it. With this good news that, that, that brings two incredible blessings. Number one, for those of you who are just struggling and hurting, maybe you've got chronic pain and you just have maybe discovered what a new normal looks like, or you're mourning a major life change and you're discovering a new normal. Like this is just what we have to deal with now. This is as good as it's going to be. God says, nah, that's not. That is not as good as it gets. I want to give you good news. It's going to bring you hope, and that hope is going to allow you to persevere. And as you persevere, you're going to build character, and that character is going to bring you hope, and all of that is going to give you a reason to have joy. I have good news of great joy to share with you, that you have a God who loves you deeply and passionately, who breaks into your life tonight with news that says, I love you. I know where you've been. I know what you've done. I know what you've gone through. I love you. I have gone to great lengths to make you mine, to bring you healing and joy. 
And this good news that I have for you gives you hope for today. It helps you get through the mundane of today. It helps you get through the struggles and the difficulties of today. You know what? The promises that I have for you are not to take away all your earthly problems, but to give you courage and strength and power to get through them and to do it well, to suffer and struggle well, and I want you to know this is not as good as it gets. It gets good. It gets really, really good. Because there's a day where I will come back to take you to be with me where I am. And that will be a day when I return that all that is broken in your life will be made right. All the hurts will be undone. All that is wrong will be right. This is not as good as it gets. It gets really good. That's Christmas. It's the beginning of God's love story in your life. There's this really cool thing that happens. There's a sign that's given to the shepherds as they go to go see this baby. You'll know it when you see him. Because when you see him, he's going to be a baby, and he's going to be wrapped up in cloths, and he's going to be, he's going to be laying in a food trough. <laughs> and shepherds are like, okay, let's go check it out. And they go, and they see a baby. They see God wrapped up in cloths and lying in a manger. If you fast forward 30-some years from that point, you find a room of disciples of Jesus who are distraught and brokenhearted and filled with fear and doubt and trembling because this Jesus they have been following for the last three years has just been crucified. And he's dead. And they wrapped him up in cloths and they laid him in a tomb. Then they get this story from Mary, a different Mary, not the mother of Jesus, but a friend of Jesus who had just come back from that tomb. And he said it was empty. And they raced to the tomb to go see. And the angel is sitting out there. He gives him this message. He says, I want you to look inside the place where they laid him. You're not going to see him. The, 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 the linen that they wrapped him with, you're going to find it. It's in there, but he is not. Because Jesus, the one who was born in Christmas, has died and risen from the dead. This is not as good as it gets, people. It gets good. And that's the good news that brings me great joy. I want you to know this tonight. God is ready to break into your life with His glory and change your story. Merry Christmas.